What's up, Dan? What's going up, Ellis? Brutal news today. The season-ending yeah, injury man. of your mascot. Yeah, it's tough. It's a tough. It was a. It's a tough blow. Um, it's gonna take. It's gonna take uh, a lot of guys to step up and kind of fill that role. But uh, you know what? We're used to it, and uh, we'll, we'll get through it. It's a tough loss. Tough loss. On the flip side, though, happy news for Casey and Mark. How you guys feel about this Russell Wilson extension? Um, I mean, <laughs> I think it's great personally. I guess I'm a little, I know that that was, you know, the rumor mill, get Russ a new contract thing, a lot, things along those lines. But yeah. I guess in my head, thinking he had two years left, all I could think was, what was our rush? Not that he wasn't worth it, but we had two years. Maybe we could focus on it the right. tail end of next year after we get through, you know, whatever the first year hurdles and everything are. But I, think- I mean, as they keep. They keep talking about it. Support. It seems like a good contract for us, right? Yeah, it's a great team contract for the Broncos. Yeah, for so. sure. It didn't, he, well, he took less guarantee than Kyler Murray. So. so Is that five on top of the two he has? So yeah. you guys have him for seven years unless yep. he wants to leave. Seven years, yeah, that's what they're So Yeah. That's a long-ass time, dude. I don't need Russell Wilson in my life right now. Yeah. I don't need a, yeah, don't need I'll to be take around. him that long. I'll take yeah. that one. 100%. That's a long time as a Bronco QB, dude. Well, but you, and the, and the, you wait. You wait till Pittsburgh's struggling to find a quarterback like we were for years. Yep. So, Kenny's the answer, man. It's just about when he comes in. Mm. I'm a. I'm gonna tell you like Dan. Told gonna come me, in right away. Dare. Don't you dare be a Kenny Pickett fan now. Like Dan would say, <laughs> you're all upset when he got drafted. Absolutely. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I did shit on Kenny Pickett. When he got drafted, yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. You were wanting Malik. You were, you were all kinds of other things. So, so if I was the pretty Steelers, upset. If the Steelers win the Super Bowl with Kenny Pickett, you cannot celebrate. You have to just sit there silently. I'm celebrating a little bit. No, none. <laughs> no, none at all. Damn. Not allowed. None at all. <sighs> you just have to sit there and just say, "Oh man, I wish I could be part just of the eat celebration, that. <laughs> but I can't because." I didn't want this guy on my team. Oh, man. Oh, I did. Uh... That's why That's why you guys got to follow what I do, which is just cheer for every, every pick no up, matter every draft pick. Hype them up. No matter who it is, because then if I'm wrong, then at least I was positive about it. And if I'm right, then it sounds like I knew what I was talking about. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a good rule of thumb to live by. Too. Yeah, dude. Exactly. Um. I did. I was driving home from work the other day and I was uh, listening to another podcast, Bussing with the Boys with Will Compton. He was talking to Aaron Rodgers and I wanted to ask you. He, he asked him out of the three receivers, Jordy Nelson, Donald Driver, and Devontae Adams, who he would start, bench, and cut. And he, he had an interesting, it was a pretty interesting answer just based off of. You know, how long he knew them, how long he played with them. But uh, I wanted to ask you guys the same. Dan, I'm going to start with you. And we're talking, we're talking about those three receivers as well. No, no. I'm going to, I'm going to give you one for the Ravens. Okay. Gotcha. All right. We're going to go Terrell Suggs, Ed Reed, and Ray Lewis. Wow. But that's easy. They play different positions, though. They can all play. 
That's all right. They're all defenders. <laughs> no, I, I, I still understand. think that I understand it's tough. You said start, bench, cut. Yeah. Um, so I think I think that as far as cutting, I think you have to cut Terrell Suggs, mm-hmm. um, which is a bummer. I mean, I Terrell Suggs was a fantastic player, defensive player of the year, um, and uh, he was a really good leader when uh, Ed Reed and and when Ed Reed left the team, and then and then when Ray Lewis retired, um, he kind of picked up that that. Uh, torch and and uh became the leader so that's a that's a hard thing to to say you know we're going to cut him but he would have to be the one to go and and then starting and benching i think this is where it gets a little bit tougher for me um because you're talking about ray lewis ray lewis is the best leader um you know but it's like when you're talking about somebody who was a genuine difference maker maybe more than any defensive player of all time outside of, you know, maybe, uh, maybe Lawrence Taylor, Ed Reed was truly somebody that, you know, especially now it's kind of fun. And and this is just as like a very brief side note, but uh, you get with the social media age, we, we get to see more behind the scenes than we ever did before. And so you get these awesome, you know, podcasts and and sometimes I'm not always a fan of podcasts because I think it allows players to say dumb shit but you know with older players and with you know coaches and you know we can see you know like uh little social media shorts and that kind of stuff where they go into the deep dive of you know what these coaches game plan for and then you know they talk to for example Peyton Manning and say who is your who is the toughest defender you ever played against and all that kind of stuff so I I think all that stuff's really cool that we get to see that kind of the inside track of that so with all that being said more and more nowadays it feels like Ed Reed anybody you talk to you know with the, the high level people Bill Belichick Peyton Manning Tom Brady it's like they got one name in their mind of like, this is the hardest defensive player we ever had to play against. And that was Ed Reed. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, that's, a, that's a very difficult thing to answer. So this might be controversial, but I'm going to bench Ray Lewis and I'm going to start Ed Reed. Okay. Interesting. Oh. Interesting. I mean, it's a little now, different from how we knew it growing up that Ray was sure. the guy, right? No, I, I completely agree. And, and that is not, does not mean that Ray Lewis is not my For favorite sure. Ravens player of all time, because he is my favorite Ravens player of all time. And Ray Lewis is the reason I became a Ravens fan uh, when, when I was a kid. So there's, you know, that's, that, that has to be here. said, but yeah, I mean, I just think Ed Reed with the way he was such a difference maker and Ray Lewis from the bench, he can still provide really good leadership. That's good. That, that you know, a th- thorough answer. And I did it. I did not know that. About I have seen clips about like, um, there was one about Billichick talking about a play he had or Manning had. I, I saw a clip right. about that. Right. There's one yeah, particular play little, they talked about. Right, and it was, it was uh, Belichick said something along the lines of like, "This was the best defensive player or best defensive play he'd ever seen." Yeah, because yeah. of how you know, you're talking about Peyton Manning and Peyton Manning is the guy who does all of the prep work. So that basically means that Peyton Manning is the guy who knows what every single defender is going to do before they do it. And 
Ed Reed faked out. Ed Reed out prepped the him, prep guy and yeah. faked him out and 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 made such a big play. And so I mean, it was just that was just I mean, he was such a difference maker, and it, it, it's just so crazy. Yeah, I mean, he was just he's the best. I think I think he's the best safety of all time, and you know, I I'm, I'm not even sure it's an argument. Well, um. Yeah. What do you got to say? No, about that, really? I know. I know <laughs> you feel about. I know you got your saying, but with, with Paul Malu, but you, it, they're just not. Paul Malu was great, but he wasn't Ed Reed great. Agree to disagree, my friend. Um, right, Mark Casey. All right, I got I got three quarterbacks for you. Same thing. Elway, Manning, and Russ. Well, Ooh, is this their whole career? Sorry, sorry. Is this their whole career, or are we talking as Broncos? Ooh, let's go whole career, whole career. Okay, let's put it all in. I'll go all first. Right. I got this. This is easy. Yep. Start Peyton, then Russ. I'm cutting that way. I can't. Oh. <laughs> hey, I did not that see was, that coming. Dude, that was not the answer I expected. I love it, <laughs> nope. but I did not expect yeah. it. I don't know, man. I, uh, I mean, I'm not gonna argue it, but you know, I, I think it's easy. I cut Russ in that circumstance, and that's no hatred to Russ. It's just you know, some history I was already set in stone for the other two, so it's pretty easy. That is true. Elway's a Hall of Famer. Peyton Manning will be a first ballot so, Hall of Famer. Do you then, Casey? Who do you start and bench? Yeah, no, fair enough. Sorry, Peyton. I would start Peyton. I would bench John Elway. I would cut Russ. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's it. easy. I'm sorry. Most people would think it like that way. Most people, most normal. People. Really? See, I think most Bronco fans would start Elway. Yeah. You think so? Oh, yeah. I mean, two, two I guess Super I just Bowls the... yeah. riding out in the sunset. I, just... I mean, I think they have it. Maybe it's, maybe it's, uh, I wonder if, I wonder if your guys' answers would be different 10 years ago because of how, much Elway has kind of fucked up the last uh maybe not 10 years ago but like five years ago he sort of fucked up the last five years of your franchise with missing at quarterback and all that kind of stuff I wonder if that leaves a bad taste in your mouth a little bit I think you feel it with Mark's answer for sure I think so for sure I feel like I feel like Mark I feel like you know, Elway said something, you know, personal to Mark at some point yeah, in passing or Mark couldn't get a, that, that was a, that was such a quick fuck Elway. He's out. I didn't want to, yeah. I didn't want him in the stadium. I like, don't want him close to the team at all anymore. You know? Yeah. So. Yeah. This guy said it's easy. It's Elway. <laughs> Maybe I just have this vision of Bronco fans. Um, they're the way that, Elway has always been held in like such a high regard oh, for sure. as he should as as a player he yeah. should be held in high regard he's probably a a top 5 quarterback if maybe maybe top 7 or 8 but um but yeah i mean i think his last few years with the broncos as as kind of running that team is made made a lot of bronco fans think twice about how how much they loved him let me ask, since, sure. since we're on the right. partial topic of Peyton Manning, um, if we never had Tom Brady, if Tom Brady did not exist, would Peyton Manning be considered the GOAT? 
I mean, obviously it's based off of shoulda, wouldas at this point, but I think about how many times uh, Tom Brady essentially was in payment's way. So if there was yeah. no payment, you have to assume he at least, maybe he at least gets one more, maybe more than that. So, um, I mean, I think from a, just a pure preparation standpoint and how he approached the game a lot of people view Peyton Manning still as the top quarterback yeah. for the most part from that perspective so if you give him one more Super Bowl yeah so you give him one more Super Bowl you might have to argue that but I mean it's hard to say Dan um I mean no I don't think he's the best I don't I think I don't think he would be considered the best that's not saying that I don't that I don't think he's a top five but I just think he his inability this is what this is what is also going to hamper uh Aaron Rodgers's legacy as well uh unless he Mm -hmm. can get it figured out real quick but his inability to play in the playoffs now I don't want to say inability because it's like I never think he was all that bad in the playoffs I just don't think he like put his team on his shoulders to win games in the playoffs, um, which was obviously a big knock on him for a long time. Now, obviously he got it done a couple of times, but um, I mean, we're talking about Peyton Manning. And when you're that good in the regular season, like he was, the expectations are just through the roof of, uh, okay, this is what's going to happen in the playoffs and nobody's going to be able to stop it. And then, and then when we see year after year after year teams stop it and it's like, well, damn, like this, you know, it's such a letdown. So, you know, I don't know. I mean, I think you look at, there's some other guys that you can mention in that, in that conversation, you know, you could talk about Joe Montana and uh, you know, some, some other names. So I wouldn't say without Tom Brady, uh, Peyton Manning, he would definitely move up a spot, which I mean, that's, I guess goes without saying, but um, I don't know if I'd consider him the best of all, of all time. That's interesting. He just well, I mean, wasn't in the playoffs right now, as is. Yeah, I mean, I have him. I, I think I have him in the top five. You know, this is sort of uh, on the spot, so I don't. I, I guess I don't have a uh, definitive list of my top five to ten quarterbacks just on uh, off the top of my head. But uh, I do have him in the top five. Uh, but even now, I think I have Tom Brady one, Joe Montana two. Um, so that would still, you know, John Montana would move up into one, uh, in that, in that situation. Life without Tom Brady would be weird. It would be weird. Life without Tom Brady would convince me that this world is a simulation at this point. Right. (laughs) I woke up tomorrow without Tom. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Now, Julio, for you. Okay. Um, Lynn Swan. Oh, sorry. No, that's okay. Uh, Lynn Swan, Heinz Ward, and Antonio Brown. All right, we're cutting AB. I knew. I I mean, I knew it. I knew it. But but there's just no other. There's nobody else. Steelers receivers wise, I think that that competes. He was not as good as Antonio Brown. I mean, I'm talking just simply as a a player, which I knew, I knew you were going to say Antonio Brown gets cut, but his name about, had to be mentioned. I think he's that good. He what about linebackers, really William? Joey Porter, James Harrison, TJ Watt. Ooh. 
I'd cut Joey Porter. I'd bench Harrison and I'd start Watt. Nice. Yeah, that's not an easy one. Joey Porter was not an easy bad, one, but James Harrison had a big play for you in the Super Bowl. Yeah, dude, I uh, just yeah. saw what that clip I, the other day. What man. if I removed Antonio Brown and put in Santonio Holmes? Yeah, oh, I like Santonio. Ah, uh, fuck. You still have to cut Santonio. I'd Holmes. probably cut. Yeah, I'd cut Santonio. I'd probably I'd bench Heinz Ward and I'd start Lin Swan. Okay. Lynn Swan's like probably the one like OG player that I've looked up, like legit gone down a rabbit hole looking up his highlights. And he, if he had someone better than Terry Bradshaw, like if he played in this and the way the NFL's played today, he would have blown the fuck up. Terry Bradshaw was just yeah, a for sure. mediocre quarterback. Well, it's funny. That's what everybody was in. It's like hearing you say if he had somebody better than Terry Bradshaw, like Bradshaw wasn't. A fucking, <laughs> what, I'm pretty sure Terry Bradshaw was Bradshaw. Wasn't he your last MVP? I think so. Yeah, I don't think you guys. Yeah, have we haven't MVP had an MVP. No. Yeah, so, which is pretty cool. The the AFC North doesn't. The, the Lamar is. I think. I think honestly, I think Lamar's <laughs> the only MVP in in the 2000s in the AFC North. Yeah, dude. What about the Jamal Lewis? Was he what about him? Was he an MVP? I don't think he was. No, I don't think he won it that year. He went for 2,000 yards. Well, just bringing that up. We only have. Talking about going down a rabbit hole watching highlights. I watched this whole YouTube documentary on Priest Holmes last night. Oh, Priest Holmes, player. huh? What they a just... great time for running backs that was. Oh. That was great, dude. Yeah. And the uh, AC West was so thick. Was such a, that was such a high tide. Yeah, yeah. they were, for sure. And uh, I remember when Priest Holmes – and uh, I was bummed out because, obviously, Mark, you may have been alluding to the fact that uh, Priest Holmes was the backup of – or or mm-hmm. Priest Holmes was the backup to Jamal Williams, and it's a bummer that we got rid of him. Um, but uh, the Chiefs really made off with it. And then, and then, you know, you think like, oh, man, Priest Holmes is out with the Chiefs, then, they're, you know, they're going to take a huge step back. And then freaking, well, what was his name, Larry Johnson, Larry Johnson or whatever. Yep. Yeah, and he fucking yeah. came in and was a dominant. And then you had guys like, gosh, what a great time. I mean, Steven Jackson, Sean Alexander. Yeah, man. Uh, some really good. Like Damian I mean, obviously. Tomlinson. Yeah, Bordis, without saying LT. Fred Taylor. Like, Bordis. Fred Taylor, I guess, was on the older end when those guys were, but he was still running. He was still well good, dude. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Well, that's sure. cool. I mean, I was well, that was a good watching, time. Watching the highlights on Fred Taylor, because I've been really getting into the pivot, the podcast. I so I was watching the, the underrated video of Fred Taylor, and then it, there's like, who's a top 20 touchdown score that nobody talks about? And it was Priest Holmes. For sure, for sure. Eight I mean, he had touchdowns. That's crazy. He had a he had some really good like. It, it's wild to look at the numbers that those that those running backs were putting up at that time, touchdowns wise, right? As far as rushing touchdowns, because oh, they sure. don't even get close anymore. Like they won't no even way. they won't even you know I don't even know a good year now is what ten yeah 10, eleven he rushing had- touchdowns. He had 21 in 2002 and then 27 in 2003. That's fucking crazy. Ridiculous. And then he got his record broken by Alexander, didn't he? 
Yeah, Sean Alexander yep. broke. Yeah, he did. And then, and then somewhere along the line, it just seemed like one year it just completely dropped off. Well, that's and when then, running backs were like you just needed a back, right? And you, they were highly paid right. and all this, and now they're just just another position where you have right. multiple guys. Right. No, for sure. There, uh, you think about some of those guys in today's NFL, they'd be uh, decent at best as far as as far as what they, you know, the, their value to a team, right? Yeah. You, you get a guy like LT and think like, whoa, this guy's – and he, he won't get drafted till the fourth round, you know, just because nobody gives a shit. Right. True, man. Fucking running backs, man. Um, all right. Week one is just a few days away. A week and a few days. I can't believe I can't, I know it's it's We're completely exactly a, week a week. Thursday night, yeah. Of next oh, yeah. week we'll be kicking it. It'll be the Bills and the Rams. Bills and the Rams. What a great week one game. That'll be a good, a good time. Matchup there. Well, it's a potential really? Super Bowl matchup, I guess, right? Well, it won't be, but I that's fine. Well, no, of course not, because it doesn't represent the Broncos, but potential. <laughs> potential. <laughs> yeah. Feel about uh, Aaron Donald not getting any punishment for that? Uh, I think I think that's crazy. I think that's I think he that there's video proof of him freaking swinging the swinging that thing around, and obviously in a game uh, that would have that would have been well, a was huge suspension, definitely right, right. right. But like that's it wasn't that's, in a game. The NFL no, doesn't. I know, but. But but Mark Mark made a really good point the other day, and he, when he when he mentioned you know the what it needs to be about is the player safety, and you know what if you know we, we live in this world where it's it's only it seems like it's only punished if something happens, right? It's like this consequence thing where it's like what if Aaron Donald had swung that and he come down hard on one of the guy's heads, you know what I mean, and and, and just freaking knocked him out cold, and and you know the dude had to go to the hospital or whatever. Right. fractured skull then then what kind of you know and it's like it very easily could have happened so the nfl they did their best to just freaking pretend that video didn't exist but i think it sets a bad precedent because i also think that if it wasn't aaron donald if it was uh, a guy on the bubble of making the ramps then there would have been a punishment you know what i mean or or at least from the team they would have cut him right away so I think, you know, there's that standard and obviously I'm not naive. I know that those exist, those, those double standards, but it's still, it feels wrong to me that there's, they just pretended it never happened. You know, that, that that's a good point. That's a good point. Um, Cause I saw that the NFL didn't do anything about it because it happened at practice. But if anything, that the, Bengals should have done something, or fucking the Bengals. The Rams should have done something about it. At least find the guy, because that he, if I if I recall, he was double fisting helmets. Yeah, he, he had was. one on each hand. And even your own player, Cam Hayward, said like that these people, the players are doing stuff that you would never do in joint practices because they get away with it. Yeah, right, right. No, it's crazy. I mean, that's a think about the. Think about the size of that guy and just the pure strength of that guy <laughs> with a freaking helmet in his hand coming, just raining down helmets on people's heads, just hoping that, you know, obviously he's not thinking about it at the time, but hoping that he doesn't catch somebody just square on the crown of their head with the, with the uh, sweet spot of the helmet 
and that's it for them. You know what I mean? It's like that guy, that's a, that's a, you know, not to sound dramatic, but that's a deadly weapon in Aaron Donald's hands. Mm-hmm. He's a deadly human being. Look at the fucking size of that man. He is. He is. You know, at least, at least, you know what? At least Madden should have done something and, and, and made him a 98 instead of a 99. <laughs> add yeah. a, add a, add a category for, uh, for temper and make him, you know, turn that up. Yeah. Make him a we, 40 overall. I know, I know it's not a big deal, but we've seen Aaron Donald get away with a lot of stuff. You've seen the picture, the video where he has that rookie undrafted when he's like choking him. Like, yeah. 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 Aaron Donald gets away with a lot of stuff. For sure. You're absolutely right. I mean, he's a fit. he's a star of the league and he's a star of the Rams. And you know, that that comes with its perks, you know. Think about how do you mean that guy? Like you just have to stand there and let him fucking put his fucking hand up against your neck the whole time, you know? Right, right. Well, and you know that no matter what, there's nothing you can do about it, even if you wanted to do something oh. about it. He's just too <laughs> powerful. This is maybe your chance to make the team by letting him do right. That. So. Right. No, it's crazy. He's he's the much tamer version of Lawrence Taylor of, you know, just being the face of the league and being sort of reckless. But the league just says, yeah, we don't care. (laughs) They do their best to keep that shit under wraps. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, while we're on the the topic of rookies, I have a question for you guys. If you played in the nfl so let me paint the picture for you guys you know imagine you were the best player in high school you went to college you were decent in college but good enough to be drafted all right you get drafted in you know say the fifth round by your respected teams all right respective teams your your fandoms you respect oh you're saying our favorite team drafts us yeah yeah okay all right so dan say you got picked up by the ravens Unfortunately, after preseason, they cut you. Would you, if another team wanted to pick you up, but they were shit like the Texans, would you sign with them after all that? Of course. Are are you are you saying that? Are you saying that? Yeah, like I potentially could go to the Ravens practice squad or get signed by the Texans. Yeah. No, I would definitely, I mean, assuming that I thought that I could progress my career with, on an actual roster, I would definitely go play for the Texans and there would be no hard feelings. You know, I've seen a lot of, uh, a lot of guys um, who get cut over the last couple of days, you know, they come out with these messages of, of saying, Hey, I just want to say thanks for, you know, X team for the opportunity to play and, and try and compete for a roster spot. And, you know, this was valuable. And I just, I, I thought, wow, that's really cool. You know, that's just such a cool like way to, to go about it. So um, yeah, I mean, I'd love to play for the Ravens, but um, there would be no hard feelings and I would definitely go move on to the Texans um, and try and progress my career, you know, obviously on an actual roster where I'm going to not only, not only make decent, much, much better money, but, potentially like really work myself into some playing time. If I'm, if I thought I was good enough, which you kind of have to think you're good enough if you make it to that level. Right. Mark Casey. I would leave. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I would leave. I'd be gone too, man. And nothing against the Broncos, but if I can genuinely progress my future, like Dan was mentioning, that's the ultimate goal. I mean, I think everybody's dream would be to be able to play for the franchise that they grew up watching and that they love, but, 
I mean, you know, you never know what a year or two down the line holds and you might be right back there with them after you've gone and showed out for the Texans or whoever it is that you may have had a sign for. Yeah. Interesting. Right. Yeah, you don't know. I mean, it's it's crazy. Some of these players' stories, you know, with the Ravens, it's uh, uh, Tony Jefferson has been a Raven and then gone to other teams and then also been around. He loves the Ravens. Like, he he's come out. He's been very vocal. I love the Ravens. Uh, he would have, he, he's, he's the safety that got cut for, uh, yep. you know, for the, for the roster spot. And, and uh, he had an opportunity to sign with the practice squad, but he, um, he chose to go and follow the Ravens old defensive coordinator, Wink Martindale to New York. And so now he's, now he plays for the giants. And I think that's awesome, but he, gosh, who knows? He may find his way back to being a Raven again here in the next year or two, you know, and it's like, it just kind of works that way. Um, yep especially when you have that free agency, you're kind of free to do what you want. That's interesting. Um, yeah. The whole Tony Jefferson thing. I didn't, I thought he was, you know, I, I didn't know, I guess what safeties you guys had on the squad. I was, yeah, we got, when I we saw that. I was like, what the safety. fuck? Yeah. I, I, it was a bummer. I like Tony Jefferson, but we just, I mean, we've got, we've got Marcus Williams. Now we've got Chuck Clark. We've got Kyle Hamilton. We've got Geno stone. Uh, we've got, yeah, too many safeties to to speak of. You know, one thing that I I kind of wanted them to do would would be to keep all of them around, including Tony Jefferson, and that way, you know, one one of the positions that we're not great and we don't have a ton of depth is middle linebacker. But you know, you look at guys like Chuck Clark and uh, Tony Jefferson; they can they can pretty easily shift into that middle linebacker role. Um, and uh, so, you know, just imagining uh, a team with Patrick Queen, obviously in the middle, but also, you know, maybe a, a Tony Jefferson or a Chuck Clark. Um, and then with Marcus Williams and Kyle Hamilton behind you, that's a, that's a nice, that's a nice group of, of players right there. So that was kind of my hope, but um, you know, it is what it is. Well, he's off to New York now. Um, Casey Marcos, who do you guys think will have a better season between Sutton and Judy. I'll tell you, Mark. I think my guy Judy is gonna have his breakout year. He better. Uh, I just Julio, he's got so much talent. I gotta believe with Russ it's gonna develop there. Cortland's already like, thinking he can do it. Yeah, I like the optimism. Honestly. I think Judy's burned me, Julio. I think I owe you some money, if I'm being honest. I think we made a bet about Judy's over-unders from last year, and I don't think he had met that. So I'm not going to fall into that trap twice. I think that Russ is absolutely the quarterback to make me eat my words for Jerry Judy's sake, but I don't think it'll truly be based off of Jerry Judy. So I'll go with Sutton. And uh, honestly, man, I think we'll be uh, shipping Jerry Judy out by the end of next year, maybe by the trade deadline. Trade deadline. Hmm. Very interesting. I do. I, I am on your side, though. I think Sutton will pl- will be better. But did you get, But did you listen to Russ's press conference? He mentioned Judy as one of the guys. Yeah, but I think that that's Russ trying to. He's trying to pump him up. Right, but I do think he's trying to pump him up. Exactly. Yeah, I yeah. think he absolutely has a connection with him. But he's just trying to do what a good leader would do and talk up the young guy, show that you have confidence in him. But here's the thing, man. That guy didn't need any confidence coming into the NFL. He had all that, that true. he should have had. 
and he came in and he kind of squandered his opportunity. So if at this point he needs to find the motivation, that makes me nervous. So that's only where I'm at with it. But I mean, obviously we know he's a freaking, you know, if he's catching the ball, he's a game changing talent. He just, there's just that weird dynamic with him. Well, and you know, you guys watched the games you saw, you know, there were some drops, there were some things like that, but uh, I, you can hardly blame any receiver for not being super productive with Drew Locke behind center. You know, it's like, but you know what, we've seen it time and time again, that one receiver comes out of even a bad offense that looks really good. And Tim Patrick was the one who got the benefit of that, not Jerry Judy. Right. So I don't know. I'm just thinking like Tim Patrick had no business being the good receiver out of that, that core group. you got to think when it became Tim Patrick was running with the twos all year. Right. So when Drew came in, they had a connection already with all that stuff. For sure. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. For sure. Well, you know, for fantasy listeners out there, both Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton could see, but both of them could have significantly better years than they did last year. You know, it's, it's something, it's kind of a trend that we see when already good to decent receivers get an upgrade at quarterback, their numbers shoot up. And that's, that's, you know, that's something to, to look for in fantasy. And uh, example A, obviously being Cooper Cup last year with the, uh, with the addition of Matt Stafford. He was, oh, yeah. I think, a good receiver before that, but he became an elite receiver with Matt Stafford. So, you know, that's uh, for anybody listening fantasy-wise, those guys might be, might be hot picks. Yeah, and Denver fans have seen it here. Remember Peyton came here, DT, and Eric Decker to, went to another hey, level. Oh, yeah. Demarius was good with Tebow. No, he That's made true. Tebow. Demarius no, whoa. Tebow. Whoa. Don't talk about Tim Tebow. The Don't disrespect. Talk about who, knows, who knows how he ran all his Steelers, you know? Tebow threw that ball there, Mark. Yeah, and Demarius ran all you guys. That was a beautiful throw, though. That was one of the that was one of the most glorious moments of my uh, adult life. That was painful. That was just because I remember was... what 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 seems to be forgotten is that Ben brought us back at the end of that game. Yeah, he had a, oh, he had a game tying drive and kicked a yeah. field goal to tie it, and I was so hyped yeah. that he tied the game. Well, and. and... You know, and I remember very specific, you know, I was, I, and I, I am sure I've told you guys this, but I was in the stands that day and I uh, was with Andres and I told Andres if the Broncos, because the steel, the Steelers truly were the better team. And it was just yep. such a, it was just such a sloppy game on both sides. Just the entire was game true. was just slop all day. And then the Steelers, they did start to pick it up. And like you said, they did go down and they did have like a a nice drive to tie it up and the momentum just completely shifted. So I remember the start of overtime. It was so exciting that the Broncos were able to receive. And I told Andreas, if they don't, if they don't score here, this drive, the game will like the Steelers will win this game. Like there's no way that the Broncos are holding the Steelers uh, if the Broncos don't score here. And obviously the rest is history, but uh, that was a that was a great moment in history. Yeah, it was it was pretty insane. Oh yeah, dude. It was pretty. Speaking insane. of speaking of the Steelers, and I also want to know about from from you guys about the Broncos. So obviously with Week One coming up, Julio, uh, the Steelers are playing who? Uh, week One, the Bengals. Ooh, 
wow that's yeah a, that's so funny that just as a side note they the the ravens never get their uh division rivals till the end of the year for some reason i don't know it's true. always the last half of the year that we get to play all of our divisions but so the Bengals, let's let's take reasonable and let's throw it out the door let's go to bold almost fantasy land for you week one give us give us your bold fantasy prediction for what happens week one that you would love to see like you would be after week one you would be ecstatic because your bold predictions came true all right um here we go so i would like and this is all at everything damn near everything i'm gonna say is conditional well yeah, damn near anything, everything will be conditional on the O-line play. The O-line is what I will be focusing on on Sunday. Okay. But with that said, I would like Trubisky to throw for 300 yards minimum. Okay. 300 yards, no turnovers is what I need from Love him it. on Sunday. Yep. All right. One touchdown at the least. I'll be happy with one touchdown. Because Najee Harris will rush for 120 plus with two touchdowns. I love it. All right. I love and it. I'm going to get. That's, and that's just for listeners from Najee Harris. That's not even that bold about Najee Harris because no. that's how good he is. It's just a good game from Najee. Good solid game. Um, but I am then anticipating our new star wideout, George Pickens to get, say, eight catches for, like, 130 and a touchdown. Just fucking blow it out the water. And then a couple sacks from TJ. Can't touch him. A couple sacks from TJ is the icing on the cake. Solid. Maybe a pick from Minka? That would be nice. We definitely need turnovers. That would be nice. That would be fantastic. You know, I would love to see, and I I hate saying this, but last year made me really just despise the Bengals. So, you know, it'd be awesome to watch Minka pick the ball, right? And he's got a free, free path to the end zone. Only person in his way is Joe Burrow, right? And Joe Burrow tries to go for a tackle. He trips, he falls, and Minka just, just hurdles right over him, embarrasses him right there. Um, and uh, and you're just looking at Joe's face while he has to lay there in shame. Would that would be, be wonderful. Really cool. That would be wonderful. So, very nice. And then and then the final score. Um, we're gonna go twenty-seven to thirteen. Beautiful. Very good. All right. What about wow. what about Broncos for Steelers? Prediction, or, no, not that Steelers. Is. Broncos. No, but I love it. That's what we want. You know, this is, this is, these are the things that we fantasize about all off season. Right. And it's always, it's always that first game of like, man, I can't wait for my team to just decimate whoever we play week one. And that's the fantasy all off. We're all undefeated right now, dude. Right. We're all undefeated. We're, we're all, we're each and all of us allowed to be as bold as we want to be because nobody can, nobody can argue. Nobody can say like, no, no that's anything's not possible right now because it's like, nah, you don't, you don't know that. So for the Broncos and the Seahawks, what are your bold predictions? 
Well, Mark, I don't know about you, but I think everything that I've been hearing, it's either been the Broncos are going to dominate or people are going to expect this game to be outrageously close. And I mm-hmm. think that, the, to be quite honest, I don't sit with either one of those. I think I don't think Denver's going to blow them out, but, man, I think Denver's going to go out there and look completely different than we've seen them look over the last five years. Like, maybe a couple of one-off games that we've seen similar, but I think Russ is going to be far more fine-tuned than what the offseason's led us to believe. I expect them to actually go out there and put up kind of like some very serious Monday night or opening season opening numbers that we've seen from some Denver Bronco quarterbacks or for some quarterbacks in the past. I expect five touchdowns from Russ. I expect him to go crazy, and that's going to be the benefit of the offense. Um, So I imagine Cortland and Jerry both grabbing a touchdown themselves, and maybe we'll see where he gets a couple of the other ones up. But, yeah, I see Russ. My big prediction is Russ is actually going to cook for uh, five touchdowns. I love it, dude. It's not, the, it's, not the, it's not the Legion of Doom secondary they're playing anymore. No, it's not. It's this not. is true. And you know what? He's got tools. He's been working his ass off. Like, I don't care what the offseason says. You know that guy works. So whatever he's doing behind the scenes, it's going to look pretty serious on the field. And you know what? Our, Julio, like you said, our offensive line, I want to watch that because to me that's our biggest question mark. Outside of that, I think Denver can compete at every position. Honest to God. So if our offensive line can get it together, then our running game is going to get going. And we have a, I'm not even going to say a double headed. We have a triple headed monster back there. Even Mike Boone being our third option, like it's going to go crazy for defenses having to play against that and worrying about Russ running around back there. So Seattle is going to be hurting, but Russ is going to really, really set the tone for the season week one. Hell yeah. Five touchdowns. I love it. That's a, Dude, that's a, that's, that's a, a very hell of a game. Good. And it's, it's so durable. Javante, two touchdowns. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. Chance can have a pick six. Oh, PS2. You can't say that, Mark. Don't say shit about that's my boy. PS2. That's That's his boy, too. That's that's terrible. I love that you. I love that you just by ten yards one upped Najee Harris. (laughs) I should have gone second. I know. So Javante Williams is going to have a. 130 and two touchdowns. Najee's going to have 120 and two, two touchdowns. So I'm really excited because I think Kenyon Drake's going to have 140 and two touchdowns. <laughs> um, and uh, it's going to be a hell of an, uh, a show. What about the running defense? backs are back in the NFL, baby? Exactly. Right. Exactly. This is, yeah, we're all, we're all fucking dreaming. This is the resurgence. That, that's going to happen. Uh, what about Mark? What about your, uh, what about defensive line? Bradley Chubb. I didn't hear either one of you have any anything to say about the fantasy of Bradley Chubb doing something for once. I need just Bradley Chubb, like you said, to do something. I'm not expecting him to do anything. I need him to prove me wrong. So now Randy Gregory, I expected two sacks from him. Randy Gregory, time, right? Yeah. Nice, and he's uh, he's healthy. He's ready to go. Yeah. yeah, no, that's the word, right? I mean, they yeah. haven't – have they officially confirmed it? I think that it's more so they haven't said he's not good to go, so everybody's thinking that he's going to be good to go. Yeah. Nice. Is, that, yeah. Is, that, is that what you're feeling too, Mark? I feel yeah, like that's I feel like he's going to be ready to go. Yeah. No. And it's kind of a so bummer that you have it's, – it's a bummer that you guys have to play on Monday night because that, that gives Randy Gregory one extra day to get in trouble. <laughs> hey man, it's if possible. we can stay until after our Super Bowl this year, then I can live with it. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah. Dan, who's who you got week one? 
playing the Jets and hopefully nice. Joe Flacco. Papa Joe. That would be great, yeah. dude. That All right. That'll be, that'll be fun. I'm, 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 my, my bold predictions are first defensively, you know, based on last year, obviously we had a lot of injuries. We had a lot of, a lot of stuff. Uh, you know, that's a, that's a, I'm just, I'm just beating the heck out of that dead horse just to remind everybody how injured we were, but, uh, but we, yeah, we were yeah, terrible yeah. At, at turning the ball over, like in, on defense, we were, we just, we couldn't get interceptions. You know, we couldn't, we couldn't do any of the things that made our defense so potent in, you know, in that big, you know, uh, in 2019, we went 14 and two and our defense was just ridiculous. Um, and, you know, Marlon Humphrey's out there just freaking looking at peanut Tillman, just punching the ball out every chance he gets. Um, and we just, we just didn't see it last year. It just wasn't there. So my bull prediction is for defensive, we're going to get, we're going to get three interceptions. Um, you know, Marcus Peters is coming back. He, even though, even though he nice. missed all of last year, he still leads the league in interceptions since 2015. So he is the interception guy, you know, obviously he will get burned. Uh, he, he'll, he'll take chances that he shouldn't take, but I don't mind that so much for our, for a number two uh, cornerback. So, uh, so he'll come out, he'll get an interception. Um, you know, one of, I think Patrick queen, he, I, th- I think he's gonna have a big seat. He's going to get an interception. And then Marcus Williams, our new, our new, uh, free safety, he's going to get an interception. So we're going to pick the ball off three times and then we're going to force a fumble and, and jump on it. So for a total of 10, or I'm sorry, 10 for a total of four turnovers, uh, for the jets offense. And, uh, that would be huge. And then offensively, um, I, I want to see us get back to, that offense that we had in 2019 that was just so unstoppable and and for a lot of parts of 2020 and even some of 2021 uh where uh most of the offense was healthy even even if our running backs weren't so you know I think I think Lamar's going to come out he's going to throw for 250 he's going to run for uh, another nice. uh 75 and uh he's going to he's going to put up a total of three touchdowns our, our running game is going to do their thing. Uh, and, and my biggest, my biggest thing is I love Mark Andrews. I want one of those, I want one of those touchdowns to go to Mark Andrews, but then I want another touchdown and a big chunk of a uh, yardage to go to Isaiah likely. And, uh, for him to just make his statement on the NFL immediately and show what a, what a two headed monster we have at tight end now. So everybody listening, if you're drafting with Dan, on fantasy, take likely because Dan's hey, gonna go for it. It wouldn't be a bad. It would not be a bad pick later. I'm, I'm telling you right now, Isaiah Likely is going to get a ton of playing time with the Ravens' offense this year, and he is going to. I mean, he's Darren Waller 2.0, and 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 I know that because we drafted Darren Waller too, and and you know we're just we're just that good at drafting tight ends. You know, you look at you look at the league right now. Max Williams is a starting tight end. Um, yes. Hayden Hurst is a starting tight end. And those are both tight ends that we drafted. So, uh, and, and we just didn't, they just weren't good enough to be tight end on our team. All so, the way back to Todd Heap. Todd Heap, dude. I mean, Dennis Pitta. We, we have had some, we've had some great, some really good tight ends in our, in our, in the Ravens history. Actually, all the way back to, well, this doesn't really count, but Ozzie Newsome being, the premier tight end 
that he is, and then right. obviously becoming our GM, you that. know, you know that we know what tight ends look like, and and uh, Isaiah Likely's he's that guy. I'm telling you, you guys are gonna be, you guys are gonna be uh, seeing this guy all over Sports Center. Tight ends, but you know, I wanted to ask you guys. I was watching the end. I've been watching. I've had the NFL top 100 on repeat, and I, I love that shit. Um. Who do you guys think the best tight end in the league is right now? Mark Andrews. I mean, for me, it's Travis Kelsey still probably. Either him or George Kittle. Mark? I'll go with George Kittle. Oh, interesting. It's definitely not Pat Fryermuth. Okay. (laughs) He will be. All right, give him give him some time. Whoa. He'll be up there. No, he won't. That guy's an animal. All right. Um, Listen, Mark Andrews since being in the league. I mean, what he did last year was he he, he did he blow was up last absolutely year. Absolutely dominant. He, and and he's I mean he's been a he's been a great tight end ever since he's been a rookie. And then and then last year I mean he just it was his coming out party. And it wasn't just that was that's the thing is it wasn't just Lamar. You know he was. Mark Andrews was an elite tight end, no matter who was throwing in the ball. And uh, obviously we had a lot of, a lot of things going on behind center last year. So um, I think that's, I think that says a lot about a receiving tight end that, you know, doesn't matter who their quarterback is. They still put up ridiculous numbers. You think he'd still be good if Joe was back there slinging the ball right now? Of course he would. Yeah. Okay. All right. Joe Joe Flacco loved tight ends. Like he, that was his. You know, obviously Dennis Pitta, Dennis Pitta was a really good tight end for us, and and uh, you know, I think he would have been a really good tight end for any team in the NFL. But it was it was that that reliance that Joe Flacco had on him that was such a big big factor of us when we won the Super Bowl in 2012. Uh-huh. Dennis Pitta. Um, I, I want to get some predictions from you guys on a couple NFL awards. Defensive player of the year. We'll start there. I know Mark's going to take mine, but I want to hear what Mark says. I'm going to take your defense player of the year. Yeah, I think you will, but I'm curious. No, I'm going to go with Miles Gary. Ooh, okay, you Ooh. didn't. Okay. Daisy? Um, I'm thinking it could be Aaron Donald. I know it's a repeat defender at this rate, but I, I don't see him slowing down, so I'll go. I'll take my bets there. That's a, it's always a good bet. Aaron Donald is. So it's a safe bet. He's shown to be unstoppable no matter what you do. So um, I'm going to go with. I, and and I've already and I've already made a formal apology, so I don't have to do it again. But I'm going to go with Micah Parsons. Okay. Uh-huh. All right. He was yeah, man. Fuck, he played really well last year. Yeah, like he, he does was, everything. He does everything, and still gets the amount of. I mean, I I think I heard some staggering number where, you know, obviously he got the amount of sacks that he did last year, but that was based on him only rushing 
like 50% of the time and the rest of the time right. he was back in coverage, you know, and making lead lead or uh, uh, team leading in tackles type of type of linebacker. So uh, imagining if he just lined up on the edge and, and rushed, you know, like, like Miles Garrett does, um, you know, he would have, he would have had just as many sacks as, as anybody in the league last year. Okay. I did, I did also recently see a clip of um, a few plays last season where he lined up at corner. He's wild. I was like, he's that's wild. fucking I mean, he's, he's nasty. Very, very good. Yeah. That guy's pretty he's good. He's the premier. He's, he's what everybody wanted in a hybrid player. Uh, even though, even though, you know, that wasn't exactly what they anticipated, you know, it was right. more like Isaiah Simmons and, and uh, you know, guys like even uh, Derwin James and guys like that. But, but Micah Parsons is the premier hybrid defender that can line up anywhere. For sure. For sure. Um, You're going with TJ. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, I'll take TJ back to back since he was robbed of one a couple years ago. A dark horse would be the guy Danny brought up, Derwin James, if he could stay healthy too. Yep. For sure. I love Derwin James, man. But you know, the problem, the, the problem that Derwin James has is that his, the AFC West is just stacked full of great quarterbacks. So mm-hmm. It's like he's he, gonna have to ball out, right? Right. It's like it's like his numbers anywhere else would probably be inflated much higher, you know. It, and it's it, unfortunately when you're looking at stats alone, it doesn't take into consideration who you're playing against. And it's like this guy's got to play in the AFC West, whereas you know you got you got freaking AFC or uh, or uh, NFC East. They, they just don't, they just trash over there or, you know, <laughs> not the NFC East necessarily, but you know what I mean? Other divisions. Jalen well, Hurts does the NFC suck, East kind of sucks, dude. Why is, why, let me ask you, why is everybody, why is everybody looking at the Eagles? Like they're a Super Bowl contender now. Like when, when did, when did Jalen Hurts take, well, yeah, what take that? Like what? I mean, I know their roster's good, but like, it's still Jalen Hurts, and the last I checked, Jalen Hurts was – they were still unsure that he was even going to be their, you know, their their answer at quarterback. So it's like, when did they take the step to Super Bowl contention? They got him a number one receiver, right? So that's yeah. what going on. And I guess everybody's expecting him to take that next big step, which is kind I mean, of like – a huge Just step. because of A.J. Brown? To represent the Super yeah. Bowl. Right, that's, right. That's I mean, we're talking dude. about – right, we're talking about guys like, you know – Patrick Mahomes, Russell uh, uh, Wilson, uh, Josh Allen, you know, we're talking about, we're talking about uh, Patrick, or maybe I already said that, but those are elite quarterbacks. I'll even put Lamar in there. Those are elite quarterbacks that are, that are can genuinely win a Super Bowl. Uh, Jalen Hurts is not in that conversation. And and I just can't see him taking like a, I mean, he would need to take a Lamar level step when Lamar took that MVP season. And I just, I mean, I just don't see it. No, dude, he can't. I mean, he's fast. He can run around, but he's not. Because that was, you know, was, was so dangerous about Lamar, specifically his MVP year, is that you couldn't stop him. Right. You just could He was multidimensional. Right. Um. And, yeah, Jalen Hurts, I don't know what the fuck happened, dude. I don't know why the Eagles are getting pumped. Like, you can't hype up a team that much if their biggest acquisition was A.J. Brown. For sure. No knock For on sure. AJ Brown, but get the fuck out of here. No, I agree. I mean, I know yeah, they've they've got a good roster. 
you know, I know they've got, I know they've got decent players on that defensive side of the ball and all that stuff, but you know, we've, we have seen too many times over the last decade that what, what matters 95% of the time is not your roster, but it's your quarterback. Yeah. When you, when you get to that level. Because of that, I think the Cowboys will be better than them. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that wouldn't surprise me at all. The Cowboys should be good every year. They're just, they should be. They just drop the ball somehow. I don't, you know, and yeah, also I don't, I wouldn't be shocked if Philadelphia finished better than Dallas. And I yeah, think it's because I it think Philly's so every time I feel like I, okay. Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked if they actually win the division. I just don't know why they're perceived so high in like the actual championship. In the entire race. Right, exactly. When did they pass the Rams? Like just in the, the NFC Hoppers, alone. The Buccaneers. Yeah. Like, yeah, come on. Like the- Fucking Brady's over there. Someone out right. there is picking Hurts over him. Yeah, I mean, it's just uh, maybe he does. Maybe he does take a step. You guys know I'm, I've not been a fan of Jalen Hurts ever since he came in the league. But, uh, you know, I wasn't a fan when when Jalen Hurts was replaced by Tua in the Alabama in the national championship in the second half against Georgia. That's when I said, OK, Jalen Hurts is is out as an NFL quarterback in my yeah. book. Um, and then you've got Tua who can't throw the football either. So that makes it even worse. You know, and he's getting raved top to bottom about how accurate oh, for he's sure. been this offseason. Well, that it's too true. much. They're doing they're doing it too much now. It's like now it's just him? yeah. Now they're overhyping it because it's I think everybody anymore. knows everybody knows he's bad, and so it's yeah. like we got to try and hype this guy up. And now hey. it just looks silly. I think Tua's going to be the most improved player this year. Okay, what the fuck? I bet you do, Mark. Well, we're going to the next award, do. right? That's my prediction. Most improved. Uh, okay, will be right. Tua. Most improved do they, player. Do they hand out a most improved in the know. NFL? They do in the NBA, right? They definitely do in the yeah, NBA. They definitely do in sure. the NBA. Most um, improved. Yeah, I don't know if they actually hand that out, but most improved. <laughs> this might be a layup because this dude was out a lot. Like, well, you can't have the season. You can't mix it with comeback player. Okay. That's where that that's where you true. get hung up. That is true. That just fucked me. Because I was played all year last year. I was go, I was gonna go Derrick Henry, who might oh. win comeback player. Yeah, the, the, he he. Uh, when when Derrick Henry's healthy, there's not a lot of improvement he needs to make. This is true. Correct. Correct. That Most true. improved. It's hard to look at like anybody but uh, you know quarterbacks for this particular category. And also just stars uh, immediately come to mind, like the big right. names no, in the definitely. NFL. So it makes definitely. it tough to find someone that kind of didn't do that well. Right. You can always see like, you, I will also expect like a CD lamb to be up for something like that. Like yeah. But CD lamb, all, that was the other He'd thing I was going to say. Baller. When did, since when did CD lamb become a fucking top 20 player in the NFL? Like he didn't. They love CD lamb. He is a cowboy. That's crazy. That's crazy to me. But for me, most improved, I'll go with, God, it's a toss-up. But I think it's going to be – it's either between – this is this is kind of an easy one. It, it, it's uh, I feel a little bit bad about it. But it's either between Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields. And yeah. I think, man, who's going to have a better year? I'm going to go with Trevor Lawrence because I 
predicted Trevor Lawrence was going to have a better career, and I'm just going to stick with that. I'm going to throw one out there and say Zach Wilson. No. He's too focused on uh, banging moms. Zach Wilson got that dog in him, like they were saying, you know, so. We're about to see. We will find out. Um, MVP? Russ. Okay. Yeah. I mean, let's say honestly. let's say MVP because I want to say Lamar, and and that's I mean I think both the Ravens and the Broncos have a legitimate like MVP contender. Sorry, Julio. No, that uh, is true. So let's say MVP not playing on your team. Okay. Um. Well, I think it, I want to lean towards quarterback no matter what, and I hate to see it, but I think a guy like Pat Mahomes is going to reestablish himself as more of a top-tier quarterback. I think he's getting a little bit of – I don't know about you guys, but I feel like he's getting a little bit of hate, and I don't I don't he, see why. Well, he is getting hate, but I do see why, because he, he got real – he set his expectation. He set his bar real high, and then last year he got a little sloppy. And he started just throwing the ball around and doing dumb shit. And like, yeah. yeah, I don't, I don't. So I, so I guess I get it. I guess I get it. But I do, I know what you mean too, in terms of like, he, we know how good he actually is. And that's scary. So I like that. But do you think, do you think For it's sure. going to have any effect on him that For he sure. lost his number one guy? Outs- I mean, his number one actual receiver. Yeah, Tyreek, I don't know. It's curious because it seems like there's a couple of guys in camp that are picking up the pieces for him. So is it going to be a circumstance of what we've seen from great quarterbacks to where they can plug and play receivers and just kind of pick up where they left off? I think so, most likely. I mean, maybe he sees a little bit of a drop-off, but, you know, probably not too heavy. I'll go Josh Allen. Yeah, that's a good one. Josh Allen was somebody I had in mind as well. Juju, Juju is another guy that the, the Chiefs picked up that, you know, you look at a, and, and it's not a, it's not a knock on Pittsburgh, but, but Ben Roethlisberger just wasn't all that good last year. Um, and so now you're talking about a, uh, a drastic jump in quarterback play uh, to Juju now wow. having Patrick Mahomes, which is, so now you're talking about another guy who could really fantasy wise uh, put up a lot of numbers. Josh Allen, huh? Oh, man. That was going to be my pick. Um, I'm going to say Lamar Jackson. No, I'm kidding. Um, the guy said don't I pick actually, your own team. I actually am allowed to say Russell. So I am going to say Russell Wilson. Because, nice. because it's funny because Russell Wilson's like been <laughs> – it, like, it seems like over the past five seasons, you look at the halfway point of each of those seasons, and it's Russell Wilson who's leading the MVP conversation in all five seasons and then he just drops off whether it be injury or whatever it is at the end of the season or somebody else comes and takes it but it's always him so correct me if i'm wrong i don't think russ has ever won an mvp officially um nope this is going to be his year this is going to be finally he's going to pull it together and uh and win that mvp award russ cook yeah let's ride baby (laughs) All right. I'm cook. I hope just you're right, his, Dan. I hope you're right. Just watch it. Well, yeah. I hope I'm wrong, but <laughs> we'll watch. Just watch his fingers. You know, he's watch Aaron Donald uh, when Aaron Donald's rushing. 
yeah, no watch Russ's fingers get broken or whatever happened to his middle finger. <laughs> um, that was devastating. I'm going to give you, I don't know if it's a dark horse, but I'm going to say this guy is going to win the MVP purely because of the numbers I think he'll put up. Justin Herbert. Nice. Yeah, that's a good pick. Yeah. I mean, he so broke 5,000 yards he last year. All the MVP. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Pretty much. That's true. Um, that's... Yeah, that dude threw for over 5,000 yards last year in his second year. And I'm, I think he'll break 5,300 this year. He's got the, I mean, he's got the, the weapons. You yeah. Know? He's got all the, he's got everything he needs. So he's got a defense. He's got a defense. He's got the weapons. He's got he's got everything he needs to uh, to to win that MVP. I I can definitely see that. And he's he is an elite quarterback. That guy's good, dude. That guy's pretty good. Um, Super Bowl predictions. Who who's going to the game? Who's going to the big game this year? Whew, man, are we allowed to pick our own team? Yeah, I was gonna ask. <laughs> I was gonna ask. I think, I think two two of the three, if not all three of us, could hang our hats on that prediction reasonably now at this do point. Do not be nice, dude. The Steelers, Steelers there's no hot. chance. Oh. Okay, maybe they, maybe they don't really have a chance this year, but I think in most scenarios, almost every year they do. So I'll give them the benefit of the doubt that maybe they got a one-off in them to complete. Wild card, baby, let's yeah, go. That's the, first, that's the first time any any Mitch Trubisky-led team has ever been put in a Super Bowl conversation. But well, that's, that's why fine. you wouldn't. You would call it a Mike Tomlinson team yeah. at that point. Well, that's his, how you his would. name is Mike Tomlin, not Mike Tomlinson. Oh, yeah, so. you're so right. So nice. <laughs> 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 oh, you're right. I mean, he is. He, but, but he's only. He's not good for winning Super Bowls. He's only good for. He's only good for getting this team uh, at 500. So that's about where they'll land. Yeah. Well. All right. Fair enough. Well, I think the Broncos either way because I think Denver's changed. I think there's two things to it. One, Russ is going to have the advantage of while he's been in the league as long as he has. So many new teams are going to be trying to pick up on him in the new system and the way it works. And hopefully his work ethic is the advantage in year one and allows us to make our way to the Super Bowl. Go Broncos. Mark? Well, I'm picking the same thing as Casey, but since I don't want to yeah. do if we're predict like the matchup or just who's gonna win it all. Give me both. Let's do both. Uh, oh, Broncos <laughs> Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> I think it'd be, it's going to be – if I can't pick the Broncos, I'm going to take the Ravens nice. versus wow. Green Bay. Oh. All right. Interesting. And where's the Super Bowl it. held this year? Anybody know off the top of their Arizona. Head? Arizona? How do I not know that? <laughs> Arizona. Yeah, and, and uh, the, the uh, one of the two teams in the Super Bowl over the last three years has been in – how do I want to say this? Where the Super Bowl has been played, that team over the Home last team. three years has been, has been in the Super Bowl. Yeah, L.A., Tampa, and what's Arizona now, huh? Oh, 
That's yeah, crazy. But, it like never happened, and then all of a sudden it happens. Yeah, all of a sudden it happens over and over. So, and it doesn't help that now there's a third a third team in line that, at least from a talent perspective, can at least uphold the trend. Maybe not fully follow through with it, but they're talented enough to uphold the trend. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, they've got the roster. We need a cold uh, weather Super Bowl to break it. I'm thinking. I pre- Mark, I appreciate you picking the Ravens. Um, you know, I would have liked a little more uh, commentary on why, but that's fine. Uh, you know, the Ravens are healthy now. People forgot about them. They're the underdog again. And uh, that's exactly where they like to be is as the underdog. But uh, people do forget that the Ravens were the number one team in the AFC last year at eight and three before the second windfall of injuries affected us. Um, so just, just uh, you know, for any listeners out there, just remember how good the Ravens actually are. Um, so for me, as far as the AFC, okay, so I'll say the Bills. Josh Allen's going to make it finally. He's going to, he's going to, he's going to uh, figure out, I mean, they got a great team uh, outside of, you know, getting rid of their punter, but uh they're going to, they're going to get that figured out and they're going to play. I think the Rams are going to go back because I don't think Matt Stafford's done yet. And they've, I mean, now they've got freaking Allen Robinson. So it's not like they got any worse. Um, For sure. They got better. I, I still don't, I still don't believe in Aaron Rodgers in the, in the postseason. I, uh, I have to assume eventually Tom Brady's just not going to be the same. Who knows when that is. He did take 11 days away from the team recently. Nobody really knows why, but it, 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 it felt like he came back and he was a little flustered. So maybe this is the year. So it's going to be the Rams again against the Bills. And I just, I think, I think the Rams are, are going to do it again. I think that they're just going to repeat. I'm not very nice. Wow. Interesting. Okay. I do like the bills coming out of the AFC. I think what happened to Josh Allen in that game against Mahomes has lit a fire in him. That'll take him to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I hope so. That was a great game. On the NFC side, I don't think the Rams will even make it to the NFC championship. Okay. I think they'll get knocked out before that. Um, I do. I, I think it'll be the Packers and the Buccaneers. And we'll get Brady and Rodgers maybe one last time in the playoffs. Good. And I, and I think Rodgers will, will best him. So we'll go Packers, Bills, and the Super Bowl. Very nice. Dude, I'm and sorry, I'm but that go... sounds like the most boring Super Bowl of all time. I don't know why. <laughs> it just doesn't, <laughs> doesn't it? I mean, it's just like uh, too too. Think about the cities. You're like Green Bay, exactly. And Buffalo. It's, it's the two like northernmost cities in the damn United States, and it's like <laughs> you know they're just both cold and just. Oh, uh, it just and but they're yeah, Arizona in a dome, so it's not even snowing right. No, I know, I know, but it's like it's just. I mean, even think about the uniform. I know it sounds. I know it sounds like a terrible fan, but like just think about the uniforms clashing. Just like OG. That just sounds so boring. We'll take the Bills to win it. I think Josh Allen will get one, if not this year, some point in the near future. 
he definitely i mean i think i think they've got the team around him i think he's that good so bob um, gets his third championship so with his third yeah. different team that would be wild that would be crazy dude i'd be a little jealous he might be a first to do that all right um well week one is coming up it's actually a week from today. We'll get the Bills and the Rams. So we'll kick off football. We got our fantasy drafts this weekend. So we'll we'll chat about that next week when we hop on. Um, but till next week, thanks all for listening. Thanks, listeners. Good luck. Good luck.